to a May 12th edition of the Fanboy MMA Podcast Daily Show. If you're new to the show, this is where I, Steve, hello, talk about all of the news of the day in MMA. And if you've been tuning in, thank you. I sincerely appreciate you. So we're just one more sleep until another fight day. Um, How exciting is this? fanboys and fangirls um, we went from not having MMA for two months to getting a massive card which was this past Saturday with UFC 249 and just four days later another event on a Wednesday in the middle of the week but it it doesn't even stop there this coming Saturday we get another UFC event This is super exciting for the sport of MMA. The fighters evolved, and of course, us, the fans. What a great week this is. Wouldn't y'all agree? Okay, so let's get to today's news of the day in MMA, shall we? Uh, It has been reported that UFC President Dana White told a radio station in Chicago that Habib Nurmagomedov and Justin Gaethje will fight this summer on Fight Island. As you hopefully know, Justin Gaethje just beat Tony Ferguson this past Saturday at UFC 249 to become the interim lightweight champion. Um, I'm fucking excited for this fight, y'all. This is a fantastic fight. It's Sambo wrestler Habib Nurmagomedov versus a striker and just Justin Gaethje. But the thing I think people will sleep on going into this fight is how good Justin Gaethje's wrestling is. And that's just because we haven't seen it for quite some time. He was a wrestler before he was a striker. All of those years of training on the mats will help him in this fight against one of the best fighters in the history of MMA. And that's, of course, Habib Nurmagomedov. And it's funny when people say Habib will smash you. Smash. Because it's fucking true. Typically, once Habib gets you to the ground it's a wrap the way he mauls you is like flies on shit he just doesn't he doesn't give up and he keeps on going it's a grind Habib is a grinder and if you're lucky enough to get up the first time there will be a second time you go through that again you get taken down you get smashed and what makes it worse for the opponent is that he talks to you as he lays on top of you and beats the shit out of you it's crazy he literally talks shit to his opponents and these are you UFC title contenders they're not some low level MMA fighter these are 
UFC title contenders. He does it to the greats. To everybody. He did it to Conor McGregor. It's fucking beautiful, actually. Like, he adds insult to injury. While he's smashing you, he's just talking shit. It's fucking beautiful. But, as I said earlier, Justin Gaethje is a wrestler. And his ground game skills are slept on. Look, I'm not saying Justin Gaethje can beat Habib on the ground. Until we see someone do it, can't really say that it's gonna happen. I'm not going. I'm not gonna go into the fight thinking, oh yeah, Justin Gaethje is just gonna go in there and welcome the ground game against Habib Nurmagomedov. Nobody does that. Nobody in their right mind will do that. And the way that Justin Gaethje fights, and is and especially lately, he's not going to want to go to the ground. He's going to have to keep his distance from Habib. He's going to try to have to try to pick apart Habib in the striking. And Justin Gaethje has beautiful striking. He's come a long way. Before, he used to throw bombs and just hurt people, knock them out. Now, as we saw against Tony Ferguson, he picks. He times. He throws hard, but he's accurate. And boys and girls, if Gaethje keeps the striking the way he did with Tony Ferguson, crisp, accurate. Habib might be in for a longer night than he expects. There is no doubt that Habib Nurmagomedov is one of the best pound-for-pound fighters in the world. I mean, he's undefeated. He's extremely talented. He's great when he gets the opponent to the ground. But Justin Gaethje has really turned his career around. He's evolved. I'm not sold on Habib just smashing Justin Gaethje. I love this fight though. I'm excited for the fight. I am... Man, summer can't come quick enough now. And on Fight Island, how awesome is that going to be? Okay, so all of the fights for tomorrow's card 
only one fighter missed weight and it wasn't Ray Borg surprisingly right now it was Carl Robertson who will be fighting Marvin Vittori um, Robertson missed by one and a half pounds I don't know about y'all but I'm more forgiving about missed weight right now than I was before the whole lack of gyms to train at not the same partners no saunas which is a big deal the no saunas thing is a big deal I can't really blame a fighter right now as someone who wrestled and boxed had to cut weight in the past I can't imagine training for a fight right now fighters are used to their normal a schedule and most fighters aren't on that schedule right now so for me I understand the weight cutting problem and it's just one of those things that I can't blame these fighters for honestly I commend them for taking fights during this time it can't be easy it can't be easy for them I appreciate these fighters so much And I hope that you all do too. I'm honestly just looking forward to fights. To be honest, like, I can't really talk shit about fighters missing weight and out of two cards so far only two fighters have missed Jeremy Stevens from this past Saturday at UFC 249 and then Carl Robertson today that's not that many fighters missing weight and if they do going forward during, during this pandemic I'm okay with it. I mean, it sucks for them because they still have to give up a portion of their money because they missed weight. But can we really blame them? I don't. Not at all. I really wouldn't want to cut weight right now. Having to do everything at home I couldn't imagine by yourself basically training with one partner maybe it's tough it's tough right now especially if you're not in a state where things have opened back up you know Florida things open back up Georgia things open back up uh, Arizona's opening up Texas opened up I don't know what other states but there's a ton of fighters all over the country, all over the world, who can't. I mean, look at Stipe Miocic. He wants to fight. He can't. He, he's a champion of the sport, and he can't even get into a gym right now. Because Ohio is closed. These are different times, folks. It's just different times, man.
kind of get gotta give these fighters leeway and honestly two fighters from two cards missing weight not that bad not that bad if you would ask me before if we would have talked about it before i probably would have said that more fighters would have missed weight so it's not a terrible thing going on right now i'm just excited that we get to fight we get to see fights i'm excited for the fighters it seems like they really enjoy fighting right now they're glad to be back i'm down down for these fights man and i'm happy for these fighters okay so there's always suspensions after a ufc card after an mma card fighters get medical suspensions from from the um from the commission so the ufc 249 medical suspensions um from the florida state boxing commission uh tony ferguson he got a minimum of 60 days and could be more pending on more health health testing um he has a broken orbital orbital bone so i mean it might be more than 60 days his opponent justin gaethje who won didn't receive a medical suspension which is weird seeing that he fought tony ferguson whose opponents typically typically get injured in their fights it's crazy like the last fight with Donald Cerrone his face was jacked right I was closed I fucked up didn't happen to Justin Gaethje okay so the co-main event both Henry Cejudo and Dominic Cruz got 45 days suspension um and then Henry Cejudo supposedly retired so I'm assuming we won't see him fight in 45 days anyway and Cruz probably not either uh Jerzino Rosenstrike received 60 days um that was after getting knocked out by Francis Zaganu uh Kelvin Cater received 180 days or until he was cleared by a doctor um and 60 days are mandatory his opponent also received the 60 days uh Jorgen De Castro received 180 days or until cleared by a physician 30 days mandatory Donald Cerrone as usual got a medical suspension only 30 days Anthony Pettis on the other hand who won the fight against Donald Cerrone received 180 days or cleared by a doctor um, and 30 days were mandatory Alexei uh, Olenek received 180 days or until cleared by a doctor his opponent Fabricio Verdum received 180 days or until cleared by a doctor uh, Michelle Watterson who lost to Carlo Esparza received 30 days Vicente Luque received 30 days his opponent Nico Price 180 days or cleared by a doctor 60 days mandatory and that was a hell of a fight 
So I'm not surprised that both of them received uh, medical suspensions at all. Uh, Charles Rosa received 30 days. Rice Mitchell did not receive any because he was on top of Rosa for most of the fight. Uh, Ryan Spawn received 180 days. Or until cleared, 30 days mandatory. Sam Alvey received 180 days as well and 30 days mandatory. So, the surprising thing out of this whole medical suspension thing, I I said it earlier, is that Justin Gaethje didn't receive a medical suspension. I honestly thought that he had broken his hand. His, I think it was his left hand because in the um, in the post-fight interview with Joe Rogan, he was holding his hand and it was like bleeding. Like I felt he probably busted his hand, maybe broke it. Apparently, he didn't. Uh, he just busted it open from hitting Tony Ferguson so hard and so many times. Um. So that's the medical suspensions for UFC 249. Um, The UFC asked on Instagram, on their social media, the UFC social media team asked on Instagram who people want to see fight Vicente Luque next. And Jeff Neal chimed in with, y'all think we could pull off a fight night main event. Jeff Neal is ranked number 11 and Luke is 13 in the rankings. This makes complete sense. It's a fantastic fight. I'm all the way here for this fight. I'm here for it. Both are exciting, young talents in a stacked welterweight division. They're just trying to fight and move up the rankings. It's a hell of a fight that I hope the UFC makes at some point. And to answer Jeff Neal's question, yes, I do think this could headline a fight night card. I love it. I love that fight. I want to see it. Um, They're both exciting fighters. Love it. want to see it. Okay, so on another edition of the days of our heavyweight lives. Stepe, Stepe Mitchens claps back big. Um, he pretty much told Daniel Cormier to shut the fuck up. I mean, that, that's basically what it boiled down to. Stepe Mitchens just being done with the bullshit um, of Daniel Cormier, you know, trying to push for a fight. This is what Steve Amiacic said. I've already said I'm going to fight DC. He just likes to make noise. My team is working on securing a training location and dates with UFC. I have five belts at home. I don't need to sit on anything. If I didn't have a torn retina, I would have fought. I would have fought, already fought and retired. So there it is. Uh, yeah, 
this point, I think Daniel Cormier is just trying to push his own agenda of trying to either get a fight with Stipe or strip him because he isn't ready and fight Nganu so he can just retire as a champion. I like both Stipe and DC as fighters. I think Stipe is doing things outside of MMA that are extremely commendable. I don't blame Stipe one bit for having not fought yet. I do think Stipe wants to fight DC for a third time and then probably retire. Unless another big fight comes to fruition, like a super fight against John Jones. I think we will see this trilogy fight happen at some point, and it will be exciting. Both Stipe and DC are great champions of the sport and genuinely good people outside of the cage. I get it. DC wants to fight. But there are other things going on with Stipe Miocic right now. It's just a lot of things going on with Stipe. You know, the the torn retina. Um, he had to have surgery. The being a firefighter and EMT during this virus. Um, not having training partners. No gym open in the state of Ohio. Just a lot of things that added up to Steve Amiacic not not having fought yet. We might look back on this rivalry as one of the best MMA has ever seen. I want to see the trilogy fight between these guys. I want to see it. I, lo- I love the first two fights. I want to see... Th- the third one I just think the Stipe Miocic needs to be given his time without having to, to deal with the public bullshit that DC's putting on him and the UFC you know Dana White saying you know talking about stripping and nah give it a rest for a bit Okay, so John Jones is back with a feel sorry for me bro tweet. Here it is. It's my fault. Over the last decade, I've spoiled the fight fans. Dominated Anthony for 25 minutes, Anthony Smith. And that wasn't exciting. Went back and forth with Tiago and Dominic for 25 minutes, and that wasn't exciting. Actually, it was exciting, to be honest. Now, victory isn't enough. If I'm not finishing, I can't be the best. Stop. You're better than this, John. You are better than this. Feel sorry for me. Shit. You're one of the best ever. Stop with the bullshit. Dude, you almost lost to Dominic Reyes. A lot of people had John Jones losing to Dominic Reyes. He was given that win by the judges. And one of those judges had John Jones winning four rounds to one, which is fucking insane. I do not know where that judge got four rounds going to John Jones. A lot of people had 
Dominic Reyes winning three rounds to two. And to be fair, the fights with USADA and the Albuquerque Police Department, he lost as well. There is no question John Jones is one of the best fighters ever. He just has so many fuck-ups. It's incredibly hard for fans of MMA to see through his bullshit and see him for the fighter he is. He's one of the best, though. He really is one of the best. He needs to start acting like he's one of the best. You don't see George St. Pierre on fucking Twitter saying... That he's that he spoiled the fight fans. That's not gonna win fans. The fighting is gonna win fans. The staying out of trouble is will win fans. To stay out of trouble, fight fights. That's what the, if you really gave a fuck what the fans want, that's what the fans want. Stay out of trouble. Fight. Okay, so Aljamain Sterling um, called for a fight against Peter Yan for the bantamweight title now that uh, Henry Suhudo has retired, supposedly. Um, Sterling says that that is the fight that fans want to see. Um, it is the number two and number three ranked Bantamweights, um, and this is a fight for the fans, and I totally agree with that. Um, I want to see this, I want to see this fight. I think it's a hell of a scrap, and it's definitely a fight that most fans want to see. I know that, uh, Rice is up there at number one, but he just lost to Suhudo. Um, so really there's a few fighters mixed in the bantamweight rankings, um, who, who can get a title shot and it would make sense. Marias again, Aljamain Sterling, Peter Yan, and then there's Corey Sanhagen as well. I think Sanhagen is one fight away, um, but if he were to fight one of these, these other top guys and win then it makes complete sense for Sanhagen to get a, a title shot as well. Peter Yan and Sterling makes a little bit more sense. Sterling and Marias makes more sense as well. Um, if the UFC were to make Marias and Sterling fight for the vacant Bantamweight title, it would make sense. Or Marias and Yan, or Sterling and Yan, any of those three mixed together, it makes complete sense. I want, personally, out of the those three fighters, the two that I want to see face against each other is Aljamain Sterling and Peter Yan. I agree totally with Aljamain Sterling that this is a fight for the fans. I love that fight. So I'm going to go through the rankings. Of course, it's Tuesday now. The rankings are usually um, updated. Um, for some reason, Max Holloway went up one to in the pound for pound rankings 
while Justin Gaethje is now ranked number 11, whereas he was not ranked at all. Uh, Tony Ferguson dropped to number 13 from 10 to 13. Um, And then Tyron Woodley dropped from 13 to 15. So Justin Gaethje is now ranked 11, and he had never been in the the pound-for-pound rankings. Um, The guy that he's going to fight, Habib Rumegamedov, is number two in the pound-for-pound rankings now. So Justin Gaethje is now a pound-for-pound best in the UFC. Makes complete sense, too, to be honest. Uh, not a lot went on in the flyweights. For some reason, Brandon Moreno and Pantoja, Alexander Pantoja uh, switched. They flip-flopped from four and five. Weird. I mean, that doesn't make sense. The bantamweights, Donna Cruz entered at number 12, even though he just lost. And he, remember, he was unranked going into that fight against Henry Cejudo, the champion. Um, so no other, there's no other movement in the bantamweight division. Um, the featherweights, Calvin Cater went up two to number seven, uh, while Jeremy Stevens dropped number one, and Josh Emmett dropped one. Ryan Hall moved up. And Sudik Yusuf moved down one from 13 to 14. They flip-flopped, which is odd because they haven't fought. Uh, they shouldn't be moving at all. Kelvin Cater moving up two means that he's now ranked seven. He was ranked nine originally. Um, I think his next fight, once he's medically cleared to fight, uh, should be against a top five fighter such as Yair Rodriguez. I said this, I think, yesterday on the podcast yesterday. Um, I think that would be an exciting fight. Maybe against Frankie Edgar, who's right above him at number six. So Calvin Cater's coming in the uh, featherweight division. Uh, The lightweight division, a lot of movement because Justin Gaethje went up to the interim champion Tony Ferguson obviously dropped he's number two Justin Poirier is number three now Conor McGregor dropped to number four while Dan Hooker stayed at number five uh Paul Felder Charles Oliveira El Iaquinta Kevin Lee and Diego Ferrer all moved up um while Donald Cerrone was ranked number six and he moved down to number 12 now tough uh islam islam Magachev and gregor gillespie flip-flopped for whatever reason um so justin the new one is justin gaethje and tony ferguson obviously flip-flopping uh justin gaethje is now the interim title holder uh welterweights only movement was jeff Neal moving up to number 11 and Robbie Lawler moving down to number 12 which is odd because they didn't fight no movement in middleweight um light heavyweight (laughs) makes no sense at all seeing that Anthony Smith is fighting this week tomorrow 
dropped from number three to number four, and Jan Blachowicz went up from four to three. They should have just left it at that, at Anthony Smith being ranked number three um, until next week. Uh, Ryan Spahn, who beat Salma Alvi, entered at number 14, right above Shogun Hua. So he's coming. Uh, Stipe Miocic is the champion, the heavyweight champion. Uh, Alexei Olenek is ranked number 10. Now, moving up from 12 to 10. And now Fabricio Verdum, even though he lost, he lost is now ranked number 15. Uh, the women, women's pound for pound, Claudia Cadelia moved up one from 15 to 14, and Nina Ansaroff is now ranked number 15. I'm assuming because she's pregnant. I mean, I don't get it, but whatever. Uh, no movement at strawweight, women's strawweight, no movement at women's flyweight, no movement at women's bantam weight and of course the women's featherweights are empty other than the champion Amanda Nunes so really the big winners are Justin Gaethje of course being the interim champion lightweight champion and now being ranked number 11 in the pound for pound rankings Um, Tony Ferguson of course dropped from Pound for pound 10 to pound for pound 13 now. And then Donald Troni dropped six goddamn train. Donald Troni dropped six rankings, six spots in the lightweight rankings. So that's a big miss for um, Donald Troni, unfortunately. Um, And Weirdly, Anthony Pettis, even though he got the win, did not have any movement. He was still at 15. And Jeff Neal Neal moved up from 12 to 11, not having a fight at all. But Anthony Pettis won a fight. And Vicente Luque won a fight, and they didn't move rankings at all. Um, so, as per usual, there's the UFC rankings are a bit fucked. Uh, they don't know what the fuck they're doing. Um, as usual, the rankings, the UFC rankings are a joke. Um, there's movement in the rankings that make absolutely no sense. Like Anthony Smith is fighting this weekend or tomorrow, actually. Anthony Smith is headlining tomorrow's fight card, but he gets dropped down one ranking. Like, why, why touch him at all? Why? There's no fucking point in that. Absolutely no point in moving Anthony Smith in the rankings until he fights his fight. If he loses, he loses. Then maybe drop him a little bit. I don't know. And maybe not at all because nobody else in that division is fighting right now. This doesn't make sense to me. Um, 
I've had an issue with the UFC rankings forever. I cannot stand them. I've always hated the way the way that they do the rankings. Um, just because I feel like the the people actually doing the, doing the rankings don't know what the fuck they're doing. They don't know. They don't know. They. It seems like that they don't even watch the fucking fights. They just throw shit out there. Um. Yeah, I. I've had a big issue with the UFC rankings forever now. It's been a long time. Half the people on the rankings committee, we don't even fucking know who they are. And it's sad that we have to question if these people actually even watch the fights. Uh, It could be, they can throw people from MMA junkie, MMA fighting, um, and smaller, small, bloody elbow, you know, smaller uh, websites, people who actually write MMA, who actually watch MMA, who know the sport, they can put those people on the rankings panels and they'll be able to answer the whys for themselves. We don't hear from these rankings panels any at all. We don't hear from them. We don't even know who these fucking people are. So that is my rant of the day, I guess. Um, all right, so that's a wrap on today's show. Uh, I want to thank you all for tuning in and giving me some of your time every day I really do appreciate it Um, I hope you all stay safe and healthy and we're just one more sleep until fight day fanboys and fangirls one more sleep fight day is tomorrow until tomorrow peace